You're listening to Theology for the Rest of Us. You've got tough questions. We'll try to give you easy answers. Now, here's your host, Kenny Ortiz. Hello and welcome in to Theology for the Rest of Us. I'm your host, Kenny Ortiz, coming at you from the beautiful city of Orlando, Florida. Thanks for listening. This is episode 156. We're going to be talking about the topic of soul sleep. Excited to dive in. Before we do, just a quick reminder to everyone the importance of being subscribed. If you are not already subscribed to the podcast, maybe you just stumbled across the podcast, maybe this is your very first episode listening, I want to encourage you, the only way to guarantee you never miss a single episode of the podcast is to make sure you're subscribed. So head on over to whatever podcast catching app you're familiar with or whatever podcast player that you love. Hit that subscribe button. It'll deliver every episode directly to your device as soon as they go live. Uh, also, the easier way to do that, if you're not quite sure you know, how to do that on a particular player or podcast app, you can head over to our website. It's theologyfortherestofus.com and click on any one of the subscription buttons there, depending on what device you're using or what platform you're on. That'll make it easy. And then, of course, while you're on the site, you can check out a bunch of other stuff. We've got a, a resources page you can check out. We've got all of our old archived episodes with show notes and other resources. And we got a bunch of other random stuff and, and things you can check out on the site. So feel free to visit. Again, it's theologyfortherestofus.com. All right, let's dive into the meat for this episode. Excited to do this. I got an email a few weeks ago from a regular listener asking about the idea of soul sleep. Uh, the listener had been doing some research on different uh, world religions and cults and different religious movements and had come across this idea of, uh, of soul sleep. And so uh, sent me an email asking me to do an episode on, it and I, on this topic, and I said, absolutely. Uh, there are different forms of soul sleep, different kind of ideas about this, but generically speaking, it's exactly what it sounds like. There are groups of people, different religious groups, that would say that your soul sleeps from the time you die until the time of the end of the world. And so when we look at the scripture, we see that eventually Jesus is going to come back. There's going to be a second coming of Christ. Uh, there's going to be a resurrection where everyone basically raises from the dead. We will all face judgment. The Bible calls us the great white throne judgment. Uh, we'll all face judgment based on you know our actions in this life, uh, primarily whether or not we had faith in Christ or not. Um, and then after that judgment, uh, this era of, of world history, human history, uh, of history in general just kind of comes to an end. This time period closes and then Christ ushers us into the next era of, of eternal history, into eternity. Uh, there will be heaven and hell and those of us who love Jesus will be with him forever. That, that's the end of time as we know it or that's going to be the, that's what's going to happen at the end of this current era. And again, soul sleep is the idea that people die when they die, their soul is completely asleep. They're completely unaware. They're just in this black state of nothingness or you're completely unconscious. They're they don't know what's going on. Um, and they are asleep from from the time they die all the way until the end of the world, so to speak. So, uh, if someone died, you know, 3, 4, 5 centuries ago, they're still asleep awaiting it. And if you and I were to die tomorrow, uh, we would be asleep. We wouldn't know what's going on. Now, some people describe soul sleep as sleeping just like our, our we sleep on planet Earth. When you're, you know, your soul's asleep, you're dreaming, you're having these memories, but you're not sure what's going on completely. Uh, other people say, no, you're, it's complete black. You don't know what's going on. Some people say it will happen really fast, right? Have you ever like um, been really tired and you hit the, you know, you, know, you, you hit the bed and you, your, your head hits the pillow and you close your eyes and it literally feels like you 
have had your eyes closed for like four seconds and then you open your eyes and all of a sudden, all of a sudden it's morning. You're like, I slept for nine hours. It, it's, it felt like four seconds. How'd that happen? Like some people describe soul sleep like that, where you just, you just, you won't even know what's going on. You, you close your eyes, you open and boom, you're at the end of the world again. That's at least the way some people describe it. And again, there are different variations and different kind of perspectives on this idea of soul sleep. So that is what soul sleep is. Uh, who embraces this? Uh, there are a variety of kind of Eastern religions, New Age religions, different forms of Buddhism that believe certain elements of this or forms of this. Um, but it's not super prominent um, in that part of the world necessarily because they believe in kind of all different different forms of religion. In terms of soul sleep, as I just described, the, the two groups that prominently embrace this are the Jehovah Witnesses and the Seventh-day Adventists. They believe different versions of it and, and they believe different things happen You know, after you soul sleep. Um, and after the judgment, they believe different things happen. But in essence, they both believe that when you die, you soul sleep. And then at the end of the world, everyone resurrects. The Jehovah Witnesses believe that you're uh, judged and that those who are, who are found to not be believers are annihilated. And the Seventh-day Adventists have a different perspective of judgment. I promise in future uh, in future episodes, we're going to do a whole episode on Jehovah Witnesses and a whole episode on Seventh-day Adventists. We may do multiple episodes actually on both of those groups in the future. Uh, so I don't need to go into the details, but suffice to say for this, for our purposes in this episode, uh, that they both believe in soul sleep from death to judgment. Now, is there any biblical evidence for this idea for soul sleep? The answer is no, there is not. Zero. In fact, there's actually evidence that we don't soul sleep. Let me give you two passages of scripture that really stand out to me. Uh, one of these I mentioned in a few episodes back when I was talking about uh, reincarnation. 2 Corinthians 5 eight, the apostle Paul tells us to be of good courage because to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. See, Paul is clearly telling us that when we die, we'll be with Jesus. This is this incredible uh, uh, hope that we have, this joyful hope to know that we'll be with Christ. It does not say that when you die, you'll sleep for a while and then you'll be with the Lord. No, there, there's this urgency and this immediate nature to what Paul is saying. This moment you die, you are thrown into eternity. You face God. For those of us who are believers in Jesus, we'll be with him immediately in glory and it will be awesome. This is an encouragement thing. This is a, a promise that Paul gives us, and it makes it clear that there is no such thing as soul sleep. There is no biblical support for this idea of soul sleep. Now, there are several other gospel accounts or accounts in the gospels that make it clear to me that we don't soul sleep, but none of them stand out to me more than Matthew 17. In Matthew 17 is this event that we often call the Mount of Transfiguration. This is where Jesus shows up in this supernatural way to his, some of his disciples. They go on this mountain, and he gets revealed in glory, and they can clearly see that he's not just a normal human, but there he is, a, a God-like character. He is the, the rescuer of humanity. He is the, the long-awaited uh, Christ. He's the Messiah that was promised for centuries. And then right alongside of Jesus appears Moses and Elijah, two men that had died centuries earlier. And these two guys are pointing to Jesus as the Messiah, as the Christ. Now, Moses and Elijah were dead, but Moses and Elijah had not yet reached the judgment, right? We were still waiting for judgment. Moses died and the second coming hadn't come yet. The resurrection of that hasn't happened yet. In theory, if we believe in soul sleep, Moses and Elijah should be asleep, 
right? They should be out of it right now, not know what's going on. But that's not what we see. We see them intricately involved in the story of God and God writing the story to appear to to reveal Jesus to the disciples so that they know that he is indeed the Messiah and that his claim to be the Messiah was corroborated by two of the greatest Old Testament prophets, Moses and Elijah. Moses and Elijah were not soul sleeping. They were a part of God's plan. This is very obvious. There is no such thing as soul sleep. Now, why do some of these groups embrace this idea of soul sleep? And it's because they misunderstand some passages of scripture, specifically verses from the book of Ecclesiastes. Uh, If you haven't listened to this in episode 155, the previous episode, I talked about the book of Ecclesiastes, what it's about, and why God gave us that book. And and I specifically wanted to cover that because I knew I was going to be doing this episode and some other episodes that refer back to the book of Ecclesiastes. So if you go back and listen to that, it'll make it really clear that that if you take the verses that Jehovah's Witnesses and the Seventh-day Adventists take, and you, and you take them out of context and you twist them around, then yes, you might be able to support soul sleep. But if you really investigate and examine uh, the book of Ecclesiastes in its context, you know, objectively and appropriately, you find that it doesn't at all point to this idea of soul sleep and that to actually get that interpretation is honestly to, is to in, inappropriately exegete the scriptures or to, to dishonestly interpret the scriptures. It really is just a false way of interpreting those passages from the book of Ecclesiastes. There is no such thing as soul sleep. Thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. I hope this has been insightful. If you're someone that likes to listen to a lot of different podcasts, why don't you check out my other podcast? It's the Student Ministry Podcast. It's designed for anyone working in student ministry or investing in the lives of middle school, high school, or college students. Check it out on the web at studentministrypodcast.com. If you have a question or a topic that you would like me to address on Theology for the Rest of Us, shoot me an email. The address is heyortiz at theologyfortherestofus.com. That's H-E-Y-O-R-T-I-Z at theologyfortherestofus.com. If you'd like to connect with me personally, the best place to do that is on Twitter. I'm sort of a Twitterholic. I'd love to connect with you there. My handle is at Kenneth Ortiz. It's K-E-N-N-E-T-H-O-R-T-I-Z. I'm Kenny Ortiz, and this has been Theology for the Rest of Us.